War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Best lawn ever, guaranteed. Contact Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. Now, you can call them, 401-392-1025. Get a quick, easy quote. The best thing to do, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. They have a great website. It's easy, lawndoctor.com, lawndoctor.com. Then just put in your zip code. Get a quick, easy a quote. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Take Get part of their premium eight-service program. Early spring, spring lime, late spring, summer, Grub prevention, early fall, fall, late fall, Lawn Doctor, online at lawndoctor.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11, we go until 2, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. This portion of the program on this Wednesday is brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet. You want to make it a great day? Make it Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, Ron and Melissa, Stop it and see them. The freshest calzones, delicious sandwiches. They also have the Trump 2024 chocolate donuts. They also have the Let's Go Brandon cupcakes. They have pies, but delicious sandwiches and calzones and wimpy skimpy and, and spinach pies. Ron's Pastry Gourmet right off of Silver Spring Street, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Just put that into your GPS. Everything is baked fresh. They're open Tuesday through Saturday from seven to two it's ron's pastry gourmet well folks big news is the channel 12 poll that came out and two camps that have to be very very concerned about the poll uh the first one is former cvs executive helena folks who is now within the margin of error she is now pulling right around five or six percent of the vote now as much as everyone can say well you know she's getting her name out there the clock is ticking because of the legislation they're going to push through with the state house early voting will start 20 days ahead of time which means now you're talking by the way this is a mistake it shouldn't be happening i am completely against this but early voting is going to start now in mid-august and the amount of mail ballots and everything else so if you're the helena folks campaign i mean you know today is in fact wednesday we're you know coming up to memorial day weekend so then you have june july part of august now as soon as july how do you start to reach the voters starting into july and august i think several things are that are going to be a real challenge number one because of covid if you've noticed people just want to go out more especially on the weekends the roads are jammed the weather's going to be beautiful this weekend so this business of we're just going to go up on television I, I just find people aren't watching television as much. The only place that I've seen a campaign commercial was in watching the Celtics game. I don't watch I don't watch television. I mean, I, I, I'm not seeing them on the television I'm watching. Now, keep in mind, this is going to be a Democrat primary. So they're not going to run those ads on Fox, um, which is a, is a big part of the audience. But I, I watch a lot on apps or I watch a segment or I'll go to a – you know, I catch all of the local news, but I, I just watch their packages that they post on their on their websites. So <clears throat> they're not reaching me. And I'm not saying that I'm the target demo anyway. But if you're Helena, folks, now, as much as people say now she's going to get going, the clock is ticking. It's absolutely ticking. The debates uh, because of Governor McKee will will not uh, debate where Channel 12 was initially planning on debates in May and June now the earliest i i'm still maintaining i'm not I, i'm not convinced that governor mckee is even going to debate he says he is but uh this would now be in the late august early september now governor mckee where he's really in trouble is the negative ads against him have not even started and for someone who's given away the amount of money he has and he's had the benefit of incumbency in this channel 12 poll he's a 25 nelly gobea is a 23 Nellie Gobea also is pushing through legislation to make mail ballots. We're going to be a real outlier in New England compared to Massachusetts and Connecticut. Rhode Island basically have no restrictions on mail ballots. And it's it's votes. And it's, I've been very clear, it's, I don't know why we'd want to have that system. 
this whole business. We have to make it easier for to vote. More people have to vote. Y- you watch. This thing is going to be a mess. But the negative ads against Governor McKee haven't even started. So he's made a lot of different mistakes. One is all the controversies got into. Number two, because of the controversies, he's not doing a lot of media right now. As far as he's not doing press conferences, he's not doing interviews. He'll show up at an event, and then he skirts out before he really the media has a chance to, to talk to him. Um, and then he hasn't even started to get pounded yet on the FBI probe. So once again, the person who would be the happiest on this Channel 12 poll is Nellie Gorbea. She is uh, poised, and as I've told you folks, she is in the election. Uh, other states don't have a system where someone could be running for governor and they're running the election for governor. It makes no sense at all. Rhode Island is really becoming an outlier, the way that we handle and, uh, and do elections. And, and I think it's it's really going to come into play um, in, in this election. So as far as how that goes, the rest of them just fill out the, the field. But if you're Helena folks, now the one thing they're going to point to is the large number of undecideds. That's not. That's also not a good sign for Governor McKee because undecideds always break for challengers. So if you are Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea, she is in a really solid position. She is the front runner. Plus, she's going to have a very strong ground game. Plus, she's got the voting list. Plus, she no one knows more about how the ballots operate than she does. She's basically writing the laws on it. Uh, this this thing is just hers for the taking. And Helena, folks, I don't even think she realizes yet that she's just along for the ride. She may unleash a lot of money on television. The thing about the Helena, folks, campaign, again, former head of CVS, is just she's sitting on all this money. It's like, why are you sitting on on, on all this money? She, should, she needed to be out there spending. They're going to spend a lot of money in the ground game. But Governor McKee, of that, it is true, uh, 37% undecided seems a little high it is a little high but they haven't done any debates but they're not going to break for him they are undecided his fate has been decided and you know there's so many things to pick from from you know he hasn't done anything to try to lower taxes and those three thousand dollar bonuses giving out three thousand dollar bonuses to bribe state workers give it to the providence teachers he's just throwing our state money around taxpayer money you know people there's a lot of things they don't pay attention to they pay attention to that i i called it out right in the beginning there was no reason to give that money out it was wrong uh he can you know they they were always arguing whether it's illegal or not i mean it's just it was the wrong thing to do and other people aren't doing that type of thing he governor mckee is unless something drastically changes he is just showing that he the the office was seemingly just too big for him he had been waiting for it. Uh, he had plenty of time to get ready for it. But once he got into it, in some ways, you know, that first month, the first month that he was in office last March when he ran into trouble with the, well, he didn't realize it at the time, but that ILO contract that has now been the subject of an FBI probe, um, it, it was basically the beginning was the end. And Governor McKee also, as much as people are waiting for him to maybe pivot and turn things around, as I've said, listen, the clock is ticking. The clock is his enemy at this point. Um, he just continues to let's just throw money. I'm going to give as much money to people as possible, and that's going to get me over the finish line. But it's not going to get him over the finish line at this point. I don't think him. I don't think he's going to make any changes. This is like a team. It's late in the season, and they're not going to do anything drastic. He's also not a young candidate. He's he's sticking with this is what got me to where I am. And then the fact that he's even touting that he's going to sign this legislation to, that Nellie Gorbea put forward is is just, I mean, to me, that is then just the death knell. So um, because now it's all going to be who who can control it? Who when these these vote totals come in, you know, when, when is that ever overturned? The answer is never. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, hey, Memorial Day is coming. Grill time. How's your grill? Why not get a new grill? Stop it and see my friends. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5, Smithfield. Call them, 401-949-7800. All appliances. Do you need a new washing machine? Do you need a new dryer? Maybe you need a new dishwasher or refrigerator, stove, oven. Jay's Broadway Appliance. And by the way, they've evolved into a business, new generation kitchen, 
laundry appliances, and they have a beautiful cooking showroom. Stop in and see them. And again, they're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 5, Saturday and Sunday by appointment. They will match or beat any package deal. But a new grill, nothing like this time of year. You're out, backyard, your deck, your patio, and you have the grill going. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield. Stop in and see them. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Propane Plus. For heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401-885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com, Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359, and in Rhode Island, 401 401- 885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. To the John DePietro Show Foods. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 13. <clears throat> 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. Joining me right now is the columnist of the Boston Globe. It is Dan McGowan. And Dan McGowan, that poll that Channel 12 released, uh, it's incredible, I think, the reaction it has had. Uh, I don't hear anyone challenging the results of the poll, but you write an interesting column today, obviously with the undecideds, that you feel that Governor McKee, basically, he needs a reset with his campaign. Yeah, I mean, look, there's no way to uh, to slice and dice this without kind of acknowledging that, you know, a 14 months into your tenure as governor, if you're Governor McKee, you know, uh, with nobody else on air until yesterday in terms of the commercials, you're, you know, at 25%, you know, in terms of the lead, your job approval is 44% in a moment where we're running on almost $900 million surplus and you've got a billion dollars to spend. I mean, this is terrible news, I think, for Governor McKee. And the only thing you can even hang your hat on is, well, look, we're still in the lead. Um, but to me, you know, the governor has, and you and I have talked about it for months and months and months, right? He's tried to run this kind of run the clock out campaign yeah. on, um, on, on the primary, right? He, he's wanted to, uh, you know, just sit on the ball, not make a lot of waves and, and try to, you know, consolidate some support. I think he thought he was going to get a bigger boost from Seth Magaziner getting out of the race because, you know, particularly a lot of those public employee unions who Seth uh, magaziner had been very good to i think he thought would come to him and what you're seeing right now is he's pretty stalled uh and i still i mean i maintain this every week when we talk john he still has nobody who publicly validates anything he does that's right uh, there's nobody out there that you know he, he doesn't have a big union supporter that's that's always you know t- defending him he has nobody in the administration who you know who's really out there his campaign has been very lackluster i mean nobody even knows really who's running the show um and so i think governor mckee needs to really take take these numbers into account by the way I, like you said very smart right nobody's disputing these numbers he's seen the same numbers or roughly the same numbers um he needs to really think hard about what this next, you know, these coming weeks are going to look like, because when this poll happens again, let's say, I believe the next time they're going to poll is in August or maybe late July. Uh, what you're going to see is a, a Helena folks, you know, suddenly having a lot of name recognition. She'll take something. You got to figure Nellie Gorbet is now, you know, at the top of the, the, the heap here. She's probably not going to go. Uh, she's not going to you know, sink very much. She'll probably go up. So Dan McKee's, you know, piece of the pie here is getting much, much smaller. He's in desperate need of a little bit of a reset. Some of this is out of his control. You look at the other part of that poll, you know, when you see 
The number one issue by far is cost of living. Look, inflation's through the roof. This is a bad year for Democrats nationally. Uh, that probably is not going to change particularly uh, very significantly in the next coming months. So some of the thing, some of this is just working against Stan McKee. But his strategy of, you know, I'm the incumbent, so that means I'll win, just clearly is not working. Folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan McGowan, here it is. You know, it's Wednesday, and you basically have this week and then, you know, the week leading into Memorial Day. But he's, you know, they have no press briefing. He hasn't done a press briefing in in a little while. Uh, I did see him. He very quickly went at the Violence Institute. He did kind of a, a very quick in and out there. He didn't stay to the end and hopped in. Um, I, I don't – do you hear of any talk that this current strategy they have right now is going to change? I remember you and I talked about when they hired Eva Mancuso. Like, all right, well, now they're going to have someone out there kind of defending him and singing his praises. And I saw her at the Rytec luncheon, but that was it. I mean, you yeah, – I, I have not seen her anywhere in the media. I, But I don't get the sense that – Everything you said makes sense about a reset, but I, I just don't know if it's in him. He's not a he's not a young guy. Uh, I'm sure he's thinking, I think it'd be impossible to spread around more money than he has. He's given money to anyone that's basically right. asked for it. So I, I just, you know, the team's in the locker room, but I, I don't think they have anything left in the playbook. I think it's a really fair point. I mean, here the thing that, uh, I'm sure he hates the idea that we compare everything he does to what Gina Raimondo did. Wow. You know, the thing about Gina Raimondo, though, was that she was very good. Now, again, we can debate policy-wise whether or not she was a good governor or not. But what she was really good at was finding people to validate whatever her position was, right? Yeah. And, you know, we, we always say Rhode Island Promise, the free college thing was the probably her signature accomplishment in, in, in that way, right? She was able to stuff it down the legislature's throat because she got so many people on board uh, to support it. And she always had a little bit of an eye on, you know, what is re-election going to look like? What are we going to, you know, how is this all going to work? And all the people that do, you know, that, that publicly come out and support you, they end up getting asked to be in campaign commercials and do all these other things. Right now, I mean, we saw that rollout with Governor McKee a couple of months ago when he announced his campaign. He had all these mayors who, you know, were, were his best friend. And they're all kind of sitting there saying, you know what? I got my own government to run. I'm probably going to get reelected. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure that they're, you know, uh, willing to die on a hill because they now know that they might with an Ellie Gorbea or, or an Ashley Kalis if she kind of emerges on the Republican side. So he just doesn't have – and I think that's a fair point. I think it's a – I think he's generally unwilling to, um, you know, to kind of move quickly, right? He's, like you said, he's an older guy. I think he thinks I'm going to go with what's gotten me here in the past, kind of running yeah. a stable campaign. But, you know, I pointed this out in in, in my column uh, today. You know, the, the thing about this is, is this works if – there's this, you know, dire threat of a, you know, of a Donald Trump type Republican who, you know, you, you, you can argue is unstable and would be terrible for the state. Or if there's the, you know, boy, Bernie Sanders is going to win, you know, and your taxes are going to go through the roof and this is going to be terrible. You know, me, you may not think I'm the best, uh, the most exciting candidate, but I'm stable. I'll hold the line on things. Vote for me. No, instead, Right now, you've got Nellie Gorbea, who's to Democrats, I think, is a very attractive candidate. I think Helena Folks kind of uh, we're still waiting to figure out where she is. I mean, is nowhere in the polls, at least right now. But again, we figure she'll she'll go up because of the spending. Uh, and then even again, looking down the line, Ashley Kalis is uh, is not going to be the you know the absolute most extreme Republican that you're running against. So voters have fairly clear other alternative options by the way it's the yeah. same way it's the same way i think you, you, when you look at this the reason why matt brown uh you know on the progressive side hasn't hasn't really caught on because you could say hey i like what he's talking about but the more realistic candidate who, who is liberal would be somebody like a nelly gorbea so i, I think similarly for, for brown you just don't have you know, the you're not just running against, you know, hardcore conservatives. And in, in McKee's case, he wants to be this kind of steady, stable guy. Um, you have more exciting candidates in this race. 
Dan McGowan, you point out, and there is still a huge undecided. I, I like in your comment, you point out, you go back to the Gina Raimondo, Angel Tavares, of which he was actually doing really well. Yeah. Uh, Clay Pell, uh, the undecided was much lower, but they were also doing debates now. You know, this whole thing with Governor McKee's holding out from doing a lot of televised debates, I think that that doesn't help the undecideds because there's people don't have a big forum to look at. But something else that you mentioned about Gina Raimondo, to her credit, that I found that she she still found ways to cultivate allies within the media. You know, you saw positive articles about her. Um, you know, she developed a good relationship with Kim Colony, the WPRI. She used to do the uh, Connect to the Capitol with Dan Janik. In, in November of 2002, I'm at HJJ. I go to a meeting with the Kachiri people that just won. We agree there's a really good chemistry between the two of us. And, and we set up, why don't we once a month have you come in and we'll, because Link Alman was invisible. Right. I mean, you never saw the guy. He used to be out of Cape Cod smoking cigarettes or he just, you know, you'd see him coming out of Angelo's, but he was just nowhere. So we kicked off what was then like the first Ask the Governor. And then Kachiri did that for eight years. He actually at one point did it on both stations. And then, you know, Chafee kind of let it, it slog. And then Raimondo would still, you know, kind of do that uh, with, with Gene Valicenti. Where McKee now has canceled on that segment. And, yeah. and this is like a year in. And he's just, let's face it, he wasn't elected. He's the interim. And he still can. But Dan McGowan, I also like in your column, I, I think right now Nelly Gobea, I just don't see anything that's going to stop her. And you have to admit, if you're the folks people, do they, I mean, think of that. She's within the margin of error of Dr. Daniel Lewis Monez. Right. Yeah, this is a bad, I mean, look, she, Helena Folks wow. is in, has run, uh, I think a pretty poor campaign so she far, has. you know, they, they yeah. haven't, they, they're probably a month or two too late on getting on air uh, because that does, you know, commercials move voters, right? It certainly at the very least gets you, you know, some name recognition, um, you know, and she, and her, her commercial that that's out this week, which I'm going to assume she's never going to leave the air. I think she'll be on air for the rest for the next four months. So you're going to see a lot of Helena folks. The thing is, is, you know, what she's promising big, bold ideas is not what she has, you know, done so far on the campaign trail. She's just, she hasn't been, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing memorable other than, I mean, to her credit, I suppose she wants to do a $500 tax, you know, break for, uh, for anyone making under a hundred thousand dollars. I'm not sure how many people actually know that she wants yeah. to do that. Yeah, um, not many. yeah, exactly. So I think she's in some real trouble. I think you're right. I think Nelly Gorbea, you know, she's got a lot of momentum. Now I'll, I'll point out, you just mentioned it before. You know, you go back, you look at this roughly the same period in 2014. You had an Angel Tavares in the lead. Gina Raimondo hadn't yet surged. Clay Pell still hadn't really taken off yet. There's always the chance that Nellie's peaking a little bit early and, you know, she's not going to be able to afford to stay on air uh, the entire time. She's not going to be able to afford to really, you know, go at her opponents negative or, you know, know, with contrast ads. So there's always the chance that this is, you know, just she might be peaking a little bit early right now. But, you know, again, I I think one, she's carrying herself like the leader. She was doing that even before this poll came out. You know, you're, you're starting to see her. I think she just announced she's got the uh, the Barrington Democrats are on board. And this is that part of the race. I mean, people don't pay that close attention. But when you start to see, you know, the local city town committees get on board, look, those, those that helps. You know, you say I'm the endorsed candidate. Those things work. And I think she, um, you know, I think she's run a pretty methodical race. It's played out exactly the way she hoped it would. Right. Her, her bet was Helena folks may not take off. Um, one on, you know, one on one me versus Dan McKee, I feel pretty good about is, is how, I think how she's always looked at it. Um, and so far so good for Nellie Gorbea. And, and again, I mean, you, you, point this out a lot, you know, when for, for the folks who might not love, you know, her Nellie Gorbea's view on, you know, expanding voting and things like that, that's, that's a value in the Democratic Party, right? Yes. So you can't Big attack, time. you can't attack her. You know, Dan McKee can't go out and say, in fact, he's already endorsed this Let Our I Vote Act. 
Uh, you know, he can't go out and say, oh, she wants to do, you know, crazy things with uh, with with elections or whatever. Right. That, that may be a Republican talking point, but in Democratic primary, it actually helps. Folks, a uh, quick break. Much more ahead. Dan McGowan, columnist of the Boston Globe, right here on the John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service over 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving residential paving seal coating patios and much more call them today for a free quote 401-732-1730 j perry paving they are tremendous they also how about this once a month they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran and remember whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed Call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now. 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. I just want to come back to sticking with the poll for a moment. I, I just don't believe the folks people. She has to look at that number. I don't know how she can't fire. She already fired people. <laughs> she can't, unless she's going to start to fire this this current crop. But Dan McGowan, one quick point. See, this thing about television. Um, I'm with you. Now, I my new favorite show is the HBO show. Uh, it, it, you know, we, we run the city. Yeah, and oh, so it's good. the best thing on right now. Um, and never mind, you know, we could all the different characters. I like Marlo Stansfield. I like his role now where he's the he's the detective who's yeah. very good. Uh, you see Herc, you know, he's now suddenly in the mix. Uh, the former sergeant is now the police commissioner. I mean, it, it's so good. So here's what I watch. I watch that. I've, I've started watching Barry again, which is on HBO. Yep. I, I'm watching Better Call Saul uh, that just now went into the recap. And then I, I spent the weekend watching. Ozark. Other than that, in the Celtics, Dan McGowan, I, I'm not watching television. So here's my question. You know, everyone keeps talking about getting up on TV. Do we really think how are they going to reach people June, July into August? I, I think tell I think viewing habits have changed dramatically. And with the good weather and COVID, I just find that people want to be out of the house. Yeah. It's a, it's a really smart point. I mean, we, you could actually make the argument that, you know, some of those goofy tactics of, uh, you know, uh, at the beach, somebody flies over the yes. beach and says, vote for Helena is going to be a better way I to, think so. to approach this uh, than, uh, than being on TV. Because you're right. I think, you know, again, you're right. I think people tune out for most of the summer. I think, right, we all start to pay attention because it gets nitty gritty. But, you know, really the truth is that, that what mid August until the primaries when, you know, you really, you know, pick it up and you start to see, you know, the, the endless commercials and things like that. And you're right. This is the first time um, you know, it's been progressing in this way, but it's the first time that I can't even think of a show on network television that I yeah. regularly watch. And even right. if I do, uh, I watch it on my on an app. I'll watch it on Peacock yes. or whatever. So yep. this could be, uh, you know, that kind of th this could be a challenge for a Helena folks to uh, really work. Now, I would say, you know, what her folks say and what lots of the you still talk to a lot of the PR and kind of advertising people. They still feel like there's a way to saturate it so much that you right. will, you, you know, you will get name recognition. Yes. But and in the news, yeah. channel 10 and channel 12 and six and so forth. Yeah. In the and news. You know, but, but the thing is, you know, now we're looking at it. You and I thought debate start to be happening right now. I mean, my understanding is I don't think channel 12 is doing a debate until late August at this yes. point. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think 10 will be somewhere around there. We don't know if six is going to do a debate. So, you know, you're really now getting into a point where people aren't going to get a chance to actually meet a lot of these candidates or understand no. where their issues are. Um, you know, I'm hearing another thing quietly behind the scenes. Uh, and I'm hearing this across all campaigns, whether it's the local ones or the statewide, people are having a huge problem getting volunteers 
huh. uh, you know, because everybody wants to be paid 20 bucks an hour. Yeah. Uh, nobody wants kind of a set schedule. So you're having a really hard time getting people to go knock on doors. Look, that thing stinks. It sucks to go knock yeah. on doors, you know, in the middle of the summer where half the people are slamming the door in your face. Um, you know, and so I think the campaigns are really struggling there. I'm really interested to see how, you know, the field effort works. Cause right now I have no idea. I, I could not tell you who has kind of the best organization. Um, I, I think Nelly Gorbea right now is she running, does. you know, she's running the best yeah. campaign. Yes. Um, but, but you're not seeing, it's not like you're seeing, I live in Providence. You don't see a sign. You see mayoral candidate signs. You don't see any gubernatorial candidate signs. There's wow. nothing in Providence from what I can yeah. say. And Dan McGowan, I have been following closely the races in Pennsylvania that's still uh, unbelievable what's going on there with both the the governor's race, but the real, the, the Senate race of the, the Pat Toomey seat, seat that you yeah. uh, wrote about. I was so glad to see that. Uh, my dad was a LaSalle grad. He always mentioned, talk about Pat Toomey. Pat Toomey Club for Growth, they played a big role when Laffey challenged Chafee in that's the right. Republican primary in 2006. But that race, what really sparked the Senate race, Kathy Barnett and uh, McCormick and then also Dr. Oz into action was Greta Van Susteren did a Newsmax debate. And that debate, boom, it rocketed. And in the last 10 days of that campaign, it really kicked off. So we, we may see like September 1st, it is suddenly just to the finish. Now, another big part that came out of the Channel 12 poll that you write about, and that is the CD2 race. I, it's, it's just hard for me right now to picture a scenario that Seth Magaziner is not, you know, certainly the he just seems to be able to possibly just close in on that. Yeah, it's getting to a point where yeah. the question is going to be not if, but how much. And, you know, the only risk right at this point that Seth Magaziner has is, you know, is almost underperforming, right? It's not a question of whether he's going to win or not, but it's more of, you know, if if suddenly he only wins by 10 points, you and I are talking uh, and we're saying, boy, Alan Fung has all the momentum here. You know, Alan Fung's going to win this race. Uh, but right now, you know, Seth, t- talk about a guy who has run a good campaign. You know, he's been able yes. to mostly dodge, uh, you know, the, the initial critiques that he faced for jumping yep. out of the race. He has consolidated, you know, organized labor. Most of organized labor is behind him. Um, you know, nobody else is resonating in the race and the clock is ticking four months to go less than four months to go. Yeah. Um, he's in, he's in really great shape. I mean, I, I would venture to guess that, um, you know, he, he's thinking, you know, let's win this race by 25, 30 points, um, and really show how strong we are. Uh, also allows him to probably conserve some money, save money to, you know, to run a real race against Alan Fung. I mean, by the way, for anybody criticizing him for, for you know, focusing too much on Fung, clearly that has been the right strategy, right? He, there, he, nothing he has done yet um, has 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 not worked for him, right? Everything has worked. So um, I think he's in really good shape. But I can't, I, you know, you can't imagine who is the candidate. You got to figure Sarah Morgenthau again raises her name recognition a little bit. I don't see Joy Fox being, you know, a significant player because I don't think she's got the money to do it. Um, you know, and David Siegel, I think, will you know chip away, get some progressives. But when you're when you're this low, uh, it's hard to catch up, you know, short of some sort of scandal that I just don't see coming. Hey, McGowan, and one thing about David Siegel is I, I think your former colleague and, and mine, actually, uh, Tim Colonia does a, a nice, I like what Channel 12 has instituted, community focus, where they have all the different yep. candidates in. And because they do it each day and they do it in the four o'clock news, they, they have a lot of different people on. You can learn a lot in just six minutes. But every candidate I've seen has gone to the studios in East Providence at Channel 12. David Siegel zooms in from what looks like an East Side apartment. See, it's that type of, you know, I wondered, someone said to me, we're going to find out, if he, is he still the Ivy League elitist that he was, you know, back in 20, 10 years ago? That tells me everything I need to know. How does he not hop in the car and just drive to these province? Yeah, I mean, look, you could ride your bike. It's not that far. far. What are you kidding me? As soon as I saw that, I'm like, well, that answer's bad. He's like, oh, can we just zoom it? So, um, but let me just come back to finally, though, with McKee, what is also can't be ignored, Dan McGowan, is 
he he's in this poll. Biden is well above him in the Democrat Party. This Governor McKee doesn't just have and this is just the Democrats, by the way. Forget about the general. But he he's got a Democrat Party problem. Yeah, I mean, he's 44, 44 uh, when it comes to job approval versus disre- uh, disapproval among likely Democratic primary voters. Yep. That is not a great place to be. Uh, you know, it, it's it, it just shows you he has not been nothing he has done has, you know, resonated. And if I'm him, I am pulling my hair out a little bit because I'm saying, wait a minute, we've got this massive surplus. You know, I did get us through the end of covid to his credit for the most part did a pretty good job on vaccines um but it's just not resonating this is where i just go back to i think he's just not an exciting candidate i think it's it's hard to when you have other options you know you could debate about whether or not they're good or not but when you have true other options what's the reason for uh for for supporting him now i do think he's got a couple of tricks up his sleeve i think he's gonna pull uh, you know, some sort of sales tax cut or something. Uh, people will feel that they'll like it. Uh, and that could really help. I'm just not sure they'll, the, that, you know, the majority of voters are going to see it for more than what it is, which is going to be a political move. Um, and I think they're going to think, boy, Nellie Gourbet could do that. Or Helena folks could do the same thing. Or again, Ashley Kalis could do the same thing. So, you know, I'm curious what the next move for him is the inter- interesting kind of chessboard move because you know does it put him into a you know the driver's seat or do people just continue to say again anybody could do this with that much money you know in a surplus you know what one final note on this team McGowan was you go to the McAuliffe Yonkin race in in Virginia so that was an open seat because Northrop was out but McAuliffe had been governor in the past I actually I was filling in on a station in Washington DC and I even had him on because they were having a storm that was going to hit the area. So Virginia and DC, it's right there. But it was it was an anti-incumbent attitude yep. that Youngkin was able to come over. I, I I think that I believe that's actually hurting the key. That people have more of a mindset of they they want change and they're blaming the incumbents. Yep, I, uh, I think that. Go ahead. What I was going to say, I think it's the I think it's spot on because I I think look Terry uh, Terry McAuliffe was a guy who I think. Um, you know, was such a kind of institutional Democrat, yes. right? He was the, what well, he was a Clinton guy. And he right? had been the governor. And he had been know? the governor, right? He yeah. had been this, you know, and, and he just thought, oh, we'll just do the traditional Democratic playbook. Uh, you know, he's a Joe Palino guy, right? Like the same kind of idea. And he just stuck up on him. He made a couple of mistakes and Duncan was there. I think the same problem here. Now, Dan McKee is not the traditional institutional Democrat, right? He's not popular among the rich people. In- he's governor right now, though. He's the governor. <laughs> exactly. He's the governor right now. So right now he gets all the blame. And it doesn't matter. You know, he he's thinking, woe is me. People are unfair to me. It doesn't matter if John DePietro is the governor right now. I think that people do not love the incumbents. Right. And, and also, McAuliffe thought abortion would be the issue that pushed him over the finish line. And, and that did not work in that race, which That's can't right. be, you know, missed with what's going on. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Folks, call them today at 401-732-6562. It's Coogie. R.E. Coogan and Heating for plumbing, heating, and cooling listing. As we're transitioning right now from spring into summer, you want to make sure your cooling unit it's going to serve you and your family, your employees well this summer. RE Coogan and Heating. As Coog says, we're helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Explore our services. Let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Whether it be for plumbing, maybe a hot water tank, call RE Coogan Heating today. 401 732 6562. 401 732 6562. Hot water tanks, and especially, let's make sure. Your cooling units are ready for what's going to be a hot summer. Look for them online, recooganheating.com, and also on Facebook, recooganheating, 401-732-6562. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, and I want to, um, you wrote a column yesterday that I thought I thought was spot on, and it is no one is talking about it. Everyone talks about, you know, the the aftermaths of covid and health crisis obviously and and some of the mental effects but something that no one is talking about 
is in fact childhood obesity. I, I thought it was a great column. I, I am still shaking my head how certain progressives were just attacking you on the, <laughs> the verbiage of it. And, and they're so blind to the point that you were just trying to make it. I, and and I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts because I I thought it was well written and you were taking a different approach, but they could not get out of their way of just some of the the verbiage that you used in it. Yeah, and look, I should be clear. I was you know I was very aggressive and I knew what I was doing with the the language I used. The head the original headline at least was you know Rhode Island's got a fat kid problem. And you know, that, <laughs> now I noticed you guys changed that as the day went on. Yeah, I think the I think uh, editorially they were a little they wanted to change it to obese, maybe be a little more PC, I suppose. Um, perfectly fine with me, by the way. Look, I, I thought being aggressive in tone was you know was what was needed to kind of raise this as an issue. Look, John, you and I both know, and I've written a thousand of these things. When you write a story on a report and you say, you know, concerning report raises questions about kids' weight, zero people pay attention, right? Nobody reads it. The luxury that I have as a columnist is to, you know, weigh in. I thought this was a real, and it is 35% of our kids, two to 17 are either overweight or obese, by the way, in the, you know, in the poor communities and the lower income communities, central falls 52%, you know, Woonsocket 48%. This is a huge challenge. Everybody in the medical community knows that it's a major problem and thinks it needs to be, you know, addressed by everybody. I'll say this. The only thing I, I, I would regret or say I made a, you know, a little bit of a mistake on is I could have focused a little harder on the fact that it is true that in, you know, in the poorer communities, you go into your, you know, your local grocery store, you're not seeing as much healthy food. It's harder to get your hands on healthy food. Sure. I could have focused on that a little more. Bottom line is though, when you have a third of your kids, you're, you know, you're, you're on the bottom half of the country here yes. uh, in New England. Wow. And, 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 and I think it was, I think it's concerning that folks are a little, are more worried about the tone and who's offended than they are with the actual problem. I will say the last thing on this, at least in my head is a classic example of the difference between Twitter and real life. You know, Twitter was, tends to be lean to the left and and folks were very upset with my tone and everything overwhelmingly via email you're hearing from parents of color who are saying this is a huge problem in our community we need to address it so i I got i got a conversation start on a day where there was a poll the only other thing anybody was talking about was uh the obesity column well dan mccown not only that but you also pointed out the fact that, you know, when you hear and interact or talk to just different people that have weight problems as adults, they say, you know, I battled it my whole life. Those obese children, you know, the, the odds are that they're then going to become obese adults that leads to chronic health problems. I mean, it was right on the mark, but I, I agree with you. And are you surprised that there is no campaign talking about that right now? really surprised you know why because it's it's an easy thing to talk about you know this is a it's easy to see right visually you can understand it and it it, in theory although i guess you you read the reaction to, to what i wrote maybe this is why they stay away from it but in theory this is something you could argue look we're all gonna get behind Michelle Obama as the first lady, her entire effort was get kids moving, right? That was, that was what her shtick was when she was the first lady. I think there's a real effort here to say not in, you know, I keep saying this not to impose mandates on families about what they can and cannot do, but to start a big, you know, conversation and you could put up billboards, you could make, you know, youth sports more accessible. You could expand them at the middle school level. There's lots of things you can do that would be unthreatening and a really easy issue. If you're a candidate for governor or for mayor to say, uh, you know, we, we really want to tackle this. We're going to become the healthiest city in America or the healthiest state in America. You could do that. Uh, I think it would resonate, but uh, you know, you're going to, you're always going to have to, you know, face pushback from, you know, folks who don't like the way you describe things. Folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And also Dan, I went to that. Uh, they had a short outdoor uh, press conference at the non-institute of violence. Uh, Cedric does a, a great job. But it was interesting to me 
Uh, both Brett Smiley showed up. I had a nice conversation with Mr. Smiley. Feels good about his campaign. Gonzalo Corvo was then uh, working the crowd. Those were the only two mayoral candidates. Also, former Chief Dean Esselman was there. I chatted with him for 15 minutes. You're the head of the Rhode Island State Police. But of the Providence mayoral, um, that's another one of those races that because of CD2, it, it should be getting a lot of attention. Um, and you're saying you do see a lot of signs in and around the city for that race. Yeah, you are seeing a, a bunch of signs. Um, you know, you're seeing mostly Smiley and Cuervo signs. Uh, I will say, you know, and I think Brett Smiley's kind of seeing this clearly. Brett Smiley is clearly the favorite in this race right now. Yes. But we are flying a bit blind because we don't see any polling. I know, I believe Smiley has polled recently. Um, you know, but, but Gonzalo Cuervo is, uh, I think his he's stickier than I thought he would end up being right. He's, huh. he's, he's kind of running far to the left in this race. Yep. He's got, by the way, I live in his neighborhood. He's got a Sam bell sign on his lawn. Wow. Uh, so he's, you know, he's supporting, uh, you know, a really hardcore progressive in that case. And I think he sees a path to victory um, as, you know, as the kind of the furthest to the left candidate. And that message is resonating, right? You, you know, he gets to play kind of this game of, you know, I'm the, the community organizer who's, yes, has worked in political administrations, but, uh, you know, I've been here for a long time. Brett Smiley's the, you know, the wealthy side donor kind of candidate. And I think that is, you know, it's at least resonating to some degree. But again, Gonzalo, uh, Brett Smiley's running the best campaign. He's the most organized. He's got the most money. He's got Gina Raimondo coming to town in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, I think on June 3rd. Uh, that's a big deal. I mean, when Gina Raimondo, the Commerce Secretary, is coming for your mayoral fundraiser, uh, you know, that shows you how strongly, and I know this to be true because I've, I, I've talked to Raimondo, you know, not, not lately, but, but, you know, before she became the Commerce Secretary, she uh, strongly believes that the future of Providence is on the line in this race, and she is yes. very much behind uh, she's helped Brett Smiley with everything from fundraising to making yep. connections to, you know, just the the instant star that Ramundo is among Democrats, particularly in Providence. Uh, she's doing everything she can to help out uh, Brett Smiley. Yeah, I get the sense that the police are with him. And uh, you're right. You're right. about that. Gonzalo, he said something that no one's ever said. I was chatting with him and I started to ask him a question. He said, now, do you live in Providence? And I said, uh, no. And he said, so, so you can't vote in Providence. <laughs> I've never had a mayor or anyone say that to, to me before. Normally, that's just they answer the question. He was very, very defensive. Uh, but, and I was asking a legitimate question just because they were saying, you know, they, it, was, it was about Buffalo. And they were saying, you know, we got to remind people, if you see something, say something. And I said, you know, last night at the Billy Taylor Project, there was a shooting and the people involved won't cooperate with police. Right. So why don't you say that message in Providence about see something, say something? And I said, Smiley saying he agreed that that needs to be. And he said, yeah, tell Brett Smiley, see if he can solve world hunger. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Boom. And then he goes on his way. Jim McGowan, finally, there's a, a good piece in, in the Boston Globe folks today written by your colleague, Ed Fitzpatrick. This was like within one minute of just quick, like, hey, how's it going type of thing. Um, but uh, that See, I think this Nelly Gorbea championed through the, quote, make it easy to vote in Rhode Island, even though we're doing things that Mass and Connecticut are not doing. Uh, Governor McKee quickly, immediately, actually, uh, released a statement saying he can't wait to sign it in the law on his desk. This, this I, I don't know, the Republicans, they were, they were trying and they're making a strong argument. But I, I think we have just really entered the wild, wild west with these mail ballots. Yeah, I mean, look, getting a lot more aggr the, the getting a lot more sort of aggressive and creative with how to get people to vote. Um, you know, I, I understand your concern because I think there's lots of questions about how this works going forward. Now, personally, do I, I feel like everybody? You know, I want to see more and more people vote. I will say, I think this throws off models, though. You know, we're all living yeah. in a world of we think. You know, 130, 140,000 people could vote in the Democratic primary. That's usually what happens. I mean, you could have a scenario where it's 175,000 based on yeah. the, the kind of the ease of voting. That throws off everything. Um, and so I think that's something really to keep an eye on. I go back to it a couple of times, even just, just a little while ago, John, is, you know, this is an issue that I think 
resonates really hard with Republicans. And on the flip side, Democrats feel very strongly about it. I mean, I'm sure Dan McKee would love to find a reason to take a swipe at, at the secretary, but he knows this isn't going to be the issue to, to, to really grab onto. Uh, you'll have a Democrat, you'll have, you know, a party revolts against him. Um, and I think it would probably cook them in, in, in primary. So it, the big question for, for a lot of these candidates for governor is going to be, what is the attack on Nellie Gorbea? Is it the, she walked toward Nick Adiello? Is it, you know, she worked for a Republican governor in Puerto Rico a million years ago. You know, those are th- that's right now kind of what you got, because the value of being the secretary of state is sleepy office. Right. You're, you're yeah. not going to you don't you know, you don't screw things up there, at least not in a way that Democratic voters are going to, you know, are going to feel it or see it. I sat in that Kent County courthouse during the brick trial when that Ed Coutinho was on the stand. Winning ways, and there was nothing about democracy the way that guy operates. That's right. And, well, and by the way, free agent right now. He's still he's yeah. looking for a candidate in, in the governor's oh, race. Wow. He'll name his price. Folks, each day uh, I start off with Roadmap, and it's terrific. It tells me – every day it tells me something I don't know, uh, and it's got great little tidbits in it. It's got links to all the top stories. And right now, Dan McGovern, if you'd be so kind to extend the offer to everyone who's listening – yeah, everyone out there, easiest thing you can do. You get this every weekday. All you have to do, send me a blank email. You don't have to write anything in the subject line. I'll know what it is. Send a blank email to rinews at globe.com. rinews at globe.com. And like John said, you get new stuff from me, analysis, sometimes a story here or there. You get all the links to great Globe stories, both in Rhode Island, but also the sports stuff and you know what's going on in Mexico. Uh, and then you get a great rundown of what's happening. You know, marijuana votes coming today. Uh, you know, where's the governor going to be? All the little things that, you know, you might want to know. So rinews at Globe.com will start getting tomorrow morning. And David McGowan, finally, we run the city. Boy, that Jenkins character, that, oh. he's got it down. He is immersed. He, they have me hook, line, and sinker. What, what an interesting way that they're shooting this. They set it up, the flashbacks. Uh, all around Freddie Gray, how they, I mean, it's, it's, I'm really blown away and hooked right now. John, there, there has not been a television show or a stream show in a long time that I can watch from second one until the end without looking down at my phone or, you know, try, it is, it is, it's a, first of all, it's a true version of the wire. Yeah, uh, and it's, I think so far it's actually better than the wire, which is really hard because that's my favorite show of all time. Wow. Uh, He's Dan McGowan. Dan, great job. We'll talk to you again. Thanks so much, John. Have a good one. Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway. You can clean out unwanted belongings. Maybe clean out your garage. Clean out your basement. Clean out your attic. Old toys, old things you don't even use anymore. Old furniture. It's so much easier when you have a dumpster delivered right to your home and then they'll take it away when you're done, whether it's for a weekend, for a week, for a month. Brother's Disposal. Call Brother Roland today at 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brother's Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother's Disposal today, whether it's a small household construction project or maybe just cleaning out some unwanted belongings. Get a dumpster in your driveway or business. Brother's Disposal, 401 688 517.